Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Nidoraner. Nidoran. AKA Tanner Greenring. I am joined as always by my co-host, Gyaradosh. Gyarados. Red Gyarados. Yeah, thank you. I'm shiny. AKA Joshua Fielstead. And we are joined as twice now by our guest, hailing all the way from Ireland. Wow. Fenugong. Dugong. Ooh. Love it. That's smooth, actually. I like that. I enjoy that quite a lot. Welcome back to the show, Noah. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. When I got the initial email, I screenshot it and sent it to my friend, Kerry, who also listens to this podcast and just sent her the screenshot with the caption, horny. Oh, I think she uh, DM'd us at one point on Instagram, and I think I sent her a sticker, hopefully. Yes, you did. Great. I assume you have not been playing along, and you had to spend the last several weeks catching up. And I assume that because you told us so before we started recording. (laughs) Yes. So I was like humming and hawing as to whether I would buy the game and play along, because I hadn't actually played Heart Gold before. But I didn't do the, when you did Fire Red and Leaf Green, I didn't bother, because I was like, like, I've done it so many times before, whatever, yada, yada. And then I was like, no, you know what? I really like this gen. I've never played it. Like, I have the DS. Like, I'll just get it. Bought a game off a guy. Thought it was, like, reasonably sound, whatever. Bought it, like, a couple of weeks ahead. And, like, a week before, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to get set up, whatever. Or the week he started, I was like, right, I'm going to start my game, whatever. Game would not work. Would not load past the whole thing where Oak is giving a spiel. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I have been, I've been had. I have been had majorly here. <laughs> and then I was like, right, like, let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt, whatever. And then I tried playing as like a boy and then it would let me go a certain bit further. And I was like, right, okay, here we are. The oh, so it was misogynist too. Yes, wow. it was misogynist. This is what I'm trying to say. Wow. Um, but no, it just wouldn't work. So had to go back, get refunded for that, pay an extortionate amount of money for another copy. So I started when ye were at Goldenrod. So I was about three weeks behind and then uh, frantically caught up with you. Very impressive. We're sorry that we're part of the reason that we've been uh, driving up. It's the pandemic and experience share driving up the uh, market for these games. Yeah, I suspect so. I told my boyfriend, I was like, I have to get another copy of this. And he was like, how much was it? And I was like, he was like we're actively trying to buy a house at some point and like i don't know if you know about the housing market in ireland it's bad it's really bad he was like oh i mean whatever you're into but i just he cannot comprehend it that's even worse than here i was saying i dropped 180 on this one the american dollars good american dollars yeah although where are we at euro still better so you're paying 200 which is like a premium on top of the dollar There's a reason I do a pop culture podcast and not a a money podcast. I could not even remotely tell you. (laughs) One euro to one dollar and 21 cents. So you're really, really in the hole on that one. There you go. Respete to that one. Have to do for the craft. This is a financial podcast now. We talk about (laughs) shifting prices between currencies across... Countries. I don't want to touch crypto. I still don't know what the hell is going on with that shit. Uh, it's a nightmare. Here's what happens with crypto. You put a bunch of money into it, and then fucking Elon Musk goes on SNL, and all of a sudden your money's gone. So, <laughs> Right. Fanula, tell us a little bit about your character, your journey so far. Yeah, how are you liking it? We've made our way to Mahogany Town this week, but you've got a little catching up to do with us. I love some aspects of it, and like the sprites and everything, and I think the gyms are way cooler, obviously. And then I remember like playing gold as a kid and feeling like the stakes were so much higher with all the rocket stuff. Like I really felt like something really dangerous was afoot and I really needed to stop it. Especially with this leg that we're going into. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt a true fear that is obviously lessened this time around because I am an adult. (laughs) But oh my God, it's like hearing the music of like the specific places, but how it's like kind of elevated. Oh yeah. So nostalgic and lovely, but it's like new because I haven't played this specific game. So it's been good. The rocket theme does sound great. Oh, 
but it's still very ominous. Like it's still, yeah. oh, it just gets right in there. Like they have business, they have crime to do and they are gonna do it. I also love the new like rocket splash screen when you go into a battle oh, yeah. with a team rocket with a little like R's that like shoot around everywhere. Yeah. Those were cool. Oh, so cool. I love that too. They're good at branding. I yeah. Team Rocket. Yeah, this is a very brand heavy uh, gen, I think. Say what you will about any of the criminal syndicates in the Pokemon games, Team Rocket is the cleanest aesthetic, I think. Oh, truly. That's what I'd sign up for. Unmatched. Unmatched. Who's your guy? I think I said this on the last episode that uh, I joined Eon. I said that my next character was going to be Miley Cyrus and I was going to name them all after uh, the seven things that Miley Cyrus hated about Nick Jonas from the song Seven Things. (laughs) So it was like vain, games, insecure, love me, like her. And then I had a rapidash called Made Me Laugh, but it was just like, obviously because with the character limits, it was just (laughs) made me no spaces LAF. Good. So I was like, let's go for a musical theme again for Heart Gold. So my character is Lou Bega. Not sure if you're familiar with him. Oh, oh, sure, Mambo. Number oh, five. I know Mambo the Mambo. Number five. So I am Lou Bega. I am now a Pokemon trainer, and I am reminiscing on my one-hit wonder, Mambo Number Five, and all the women that feature in that song as I make my way through Johto. <laughs> oh my god! So I have named all of my Pokemon after the women in Mambo Number Five. Which I'm going to be honest, I decided that thinking that there were a lot more names in the song than there actually <laughs> is i had to keep going back and rename like anytime i like swap someone out i had to rename go back to the name raider and rename them like sandra or mary depending on what way they'd slotted in lou vega has to like circle back to the top of his rolodex you know pretty much yeah pretty much he can't remember he's just he shagged so many of them he's in such an <laughs> illustrious career and like promiscuity he's just he's having the time of his life he doesn't and you are nuzlocking is that right? I'm doing baby Nuzlocke. So I did okay. it in the sense that I caught the first Pokemon I encountered. Um, the death thing, I was all, like, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I've never done it before. And then Bugsy ruined my fucking life. And at that point, I was already so behind. I was like, oh. all of my Pokemon were dead. I was like, oh, I just can't. Like, I, I need to just blitz through and maybe I'll pick it up again when I've caught up with you, which I actually <laughs> did at Lake of Rage. Yeah. And then I was again so behind that I kind of stopped. So my kill count was one and stayed at one. Well. I don't know how you did Nuzlocke for this. Like, it was, I have so much more respect for you because... Thank you. It's just insane. It was totally insane. I feel like we're doing a good job of Nuzlocke. Like, neither of us have a ton of deaths yet. We're doing better than we did in Fire Red Leaf Green, I think, by this point. Yes, I will say yeah. incredible feats by the two of you. And you can see the cogs, like, turning with everything you're doing and being way more careful. But oh, I just, I'm, I'll maybe do it uh, for a game that I'm not on the show with because, like, I just... Even when I got to Lake of Rage, I lost someone there. And I was like, I have made a terrible, grievous error here. Well, these are Lou Bega's lovers. So, you know, he's not a murderer. Yeah. yeah, And he's not responsible for it. I do want to thank you for going through all of that, Fanula, because it did give me time to finish the notes, which I didn't have time to do before we started. But I do want to quickly jump back to Lou Bega, because I do know a lot about Lou Bega. He's German. He is. Yep, Secretly. and he his name is actually David Lubega. Oh, and Lubega is one, it's his last name, and it's one word. And then he changed his name to Lou. There you space go, Bega. There you go to be a performer. Fascinating. Just some of my Lubega facts. I named my rival Venga because the Venga boys knocked Lubega off the number one spot in the UK. Yeah, well, the the, the Venga boys are coming. They are coming, and as far as I'm aware, everybody is jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Last week, we ended our journey in a town called Olivine City. Was that just last week? Yeah, we finally get to leave Olivine. We've been in Olivine for so many weeks. I do want to quickly check in real quick with Josh because we agreed that I had missed some Safari Zone opportunities. Well, and I did too, but I purposefully did and I did not go back. I'm saving them out of spite, as I said. I did go back. I caught a um, Doduo and an Abra and then everyone else fled. Okay. So now you know I'm equipped with that and maybe you should be a little scared. I'd love to see a Dodrio on the field. 
I would not love to see uh, another Alakazam because I already have that, and that's not interesting to listeners Mm-mm. if we both have one. So you shouldn't run that. They're not very interesting to look at either. I'm not running the Alakazam. I do like Alakazam quite a bit, but I have fallen in the trap once again of having to run it. I require a psychic, and I'm not running Mr. Mime, and uh, I would only do Drowsy if Alakazam dies. You don't have any other psychic types at all? No. That giraffe rig ran away, so all I've got is a Drowsy and a Mr. Mime. Okay, thank you, for Josh, for talking at length, because it did give me a chance to then <laughs> actually finish my notes just there. We're all vamping without knowing. You just, like, set me and Fanula up, and then we just start, like, <laughs> ranting about something. That makes shit. me such a great host, you know? That's why it's Tanner take the wheel and not Joshy. When Joshy takes the wheel, I just use it as a soapbox. Now I'm actually here. I'm actually engaged with both of you. I'm ready to talk. We smashed Jasmine into the dirt last week in Olivine City, and now we have a long journey back across the map, back through Moo Moo Farm, back through Ecrotique City, and then onward to Route 42. We finally get to go through that little path with the monks who wouldn't let you through oh, I didn't until go you had Morty's. Oh, yeah, sorry. I went up there and I was like, oh, right, we can't do anything until you have the rainbow wing. This is the bell tower. Yeah, exactly. Bell tower. My game doesn't have any business going up there because I'm playing Soul Silver. I can't catch Ho-Ho, can I? I didn't know this. I didn't think you could, but you can only do it once you get to Kanto. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I'm very much open to correction on that bell catchers. I think that's right, yeah. Because um, Price gave us Whirlpool, so I can now go back down to to World Islands and get my Luigi. But you have to kill. <laughs> you have to kill it. I have to kill it? Right? I mean, it's... Yeah. I, can Sorry, you yes. catch it? Yeah, I can catch it. I don't think so because it's a technically a scripted encounter, I think. Oh, is it? it's sitting there. Yeah, I think you have to go and in the same way that we have to go and sort out Ho-Ho, I think you have to go down and okay, sort out fine. Luigi in the basement. Well, you can leave Luigi there. I'm not interested in I, My question is... If you somehow made it all the way to the bottom of the World Islands where it lives without encountering another Pokemon, can you catch it? No. Sorry. Well, we always said you can't catch the Snorlaxes that yeah. block paths. I think it's in the scripted category, so no. Okay. Also, you know what? You never fuck fucking it. I don't make it. it. I don't even want it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's move on. I'm not getting <laughs> Luigi. And Let's I don't move want on it. to Route 42. It's to the east Route of 42. Oh, should I check in? Because I actually went to the Pokathlon Dome. Is that something you guys want to hear about? We got a lot of bug catchers clamoring for somebody to go to the Pokathlon, and I Everyone still didn't have kept time. Telling I forgot. Me. They said all the stones and shit, all the evolutionary items are here in the Pokathlon Dome. So I went. Here's what the Pokathlon Dome is. Have you either of you ever played the WarioWare games? For like Wii? No. I'm very no. familiar with it. I did a bit of pokathloning, but I um I didn't bother in the end. I was looking for a stone and then gave up. It's all mini games mm. in a way that I wasn't expecting. I thought it was gonna be battles, but it's literally like stylus tapping mini games where you're like jumping over hurdles and like collecting flags and shit like that. Like it's it all happens on your bottom screen. Your Pokemon usually choose like three Pokemon and they they run around doing some little errand or fun little mini game. Okay. I wasn't expecting it. It is kind of fun. It is. And there's like a pretty good opportunity to, to win points because I feel like my team is probably over leveled for it. So like I had lots of good stats and I collected lots of points. Did you get any of that good shit? Well, here's the thing is like I went to the shop and the store cycles every single day. So... Okay. Every single day, there's a whole new set of items that are available, and on Mondays, you can get the Firestone, and on like Thursdays, you can get the Metal Coat and shit like that, so it took a lot of effort. It took a lot of playing mini games, but I earned enough cash to get both the Firestone I needed to evolve my Vulpix and the um, the Metal Coat I needed to evolve my... my um, Oof. Oh, Scyther, or God. what's his name? Scyther. Scyther, Jesus Christ. Oh, I was not expecting uh, a Scyzor to be involved yeah, yeah, at yeah. this stage. I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, and and uh, I got a Leaf Stone. I got a Leaf Stone to evolve a new Pokemon that is new to the team. Okay. That I'll describe it's during problematic, the check. Problematic, all of that. 
There are a ton of different games at the uh, Pokathlon. Usually when you do an event, they're based on stats. It's like, these are the strength games or the speed games. And then there will be, I think, three, maybe four mini games in each event. So like if you choose speed, you'll like do one game where you're jumping over hurdles and you'll do another game where you're kind of like sprinting across like a, you know, like a relay race and another one where you're like doing laps. And the AI opponents are not great they're bad so it's usually pretty easy to get lots of points which then just translates to lots of like pokeathlon credits so i'm gonna have to do it so it's kind of a good way to get some good items if you're arsed like you can do it very quickly i was trying to get a water stone and then i just ended up deciding not to swap the water pokemon that i had i was just like i'm not arsed i loved the one where you to smack the there's one where you have to like karate chop like a load of stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fun because you're just like frantically tapping the screen. It's like weirdly slightly more engaging than the regular. I just feel like I've gotten so used to the Pokemon mechanics that I can like do it in my sleep. Like I just sit and watch TV while I'm wandering around and battling. But this was a slightly different mechanic and pretty fun and interesting. Wasn't that the whole thing about Stadium too? I never played Pokemon Stadium, but wasn't it all about like mini games? Yes. The mini games are I great. Think it's, there's probably a lot of overlap. there's one that's like a licky tongue, uh, hungry hungry hippos take, where they use their tongues to Yuck. lap up a bunch of sushi or something. Incredible. Yuck. Bunch of good games. So we w- we all went on our little side journeys this week, but we all eventually found our way back to Route 42. Route 42 is is sort of a weird route because it's like it's both land and sea. And you kind of have the choice to either like cut across the ocean with surf or dive into Mount Mortar, I think, to find your way over. Yeah. I just surfed, so I don't even know if there's like a connecting path between, like, can you go through Mount Mortar and find your way? Yeah, I did both because I just wanted to like see everything out there and catch them on. You cannot do the entirety of Mount Mortar yet, but... We get strength because as soon as you walk near it, some hiker like bumbles into you. Oh, yeah. And he throws HMO4 strength at you, continuing that trend of like random people just like hucking them at you. They're so weird with the HMs this gen. Like they're just like they've really like just plummeting in value, like with the way people are flinging them around. You used to have to earn it. Yeah, it's like, you know, (laughs) Silphco must have like a. New product line where they just have these generic types of HMs, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's it wasn't a lot to do in, in Route 42. I'll just say I caught a Spiro. Okay. So now I can finally fly. Now I can take to the skies. That's good. Because previously I didn't have much in the way of flying Pokemon, so. I don't think I caught anything. What'd you catch, Josh? I caught a Mankey, Hal Jordan. Oh. Jordan. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Are you going to run it? You ran a Primate previously, right? I have. I like Primate, but I'm not doing it. Cool. And then I went into Mount Mortar just to catch something, and I went to go catch him a chop, and I killed it in one hit. Oh. My first whiff of the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> that so that reminds me of just like this is where I realized it. But my complaint with this whole leg is like, what the hell happened to the levels here? I feel like the highest level wild Pokemon was like twenty, and most of them yeah, are like fourteen or fifteen. They're tiny little like infant baby Pokemon that were just coming through and like smashing them right even over at lake of rage yeah the rockets for the most part were under leveled like the only one who had acceptable levels was price and even if we were still abiding by the level cap rule of only going to the highest level of the gym leader and his was 34 yeah that still would have been way higher than basically everyone else's pokemon yeah but i got him a chop and i did catch it because i just use snover to uh, whittle it down with leech seed and the hail, and then I threw out Ampharos to throw a thunder wave on it and then catch it. Thank God Snover's finally earning his keep. Oh, in a big way. In a big way. At what point do you evolve that thing? Maybe I did. Or does it evolve on its own? Is it what? How, what's the evolution mechanic for Level Snover? 40 is the problem. Oh, you're not too far off. Maybe I'm really not far off. <gasps> oh, maybe you're already there. Maybe you're already there. (laughs) Maybe I had enough and I just fucking threw some rare candies at that thing. The other nice part about Pokeathlon, if you're not trying to just grind to earn stones and and metal coats and shit, is they have rare candies too. Do they? Damn. Yeah, your Pokemon are not eligible. Like, you don't gain any experience in Pokeathlon from the games, but you can rack up those sweet rare candies that way. They're very expensive, so it's probably not the best approach. I wish I'd known that. 
I could have done that and not trained extensively. Yeah, I think it depends on the Pokemon that it could be more worthwhile to grind it out for rare candies. Because like, as you all know, training the Snover has been just the bane of my existence. And I did not do Pokeathlon, but I had a few and I just fucking threw it away. I don't care anymore. It's just as you say it, like these latter routes are incredibly pissy. Like even when I was training for this, like I went back to the patch of grass outside Safari Zone. Oh, same. Or like went surfing around between Olivine and Cyanwood because it was like everyone else was just not up to scratch. Yeah, it's still the only place to train. And it's confounding that so many of these Pokemon are underleveled and even the trainer's Pokemon in these new areas because they were gated. Yeah. So there isn't any reason that there should be a bunch of level 14 Machops running around. Mm. They should be level like 25 or 30. You don't really have access to this area before now, right? No. You're gated because you don't have strength or surf. Right, So you can't go any further. So it makes... The only part it makes sense that they would be lower level is the first like quarter of Route 42. Yeah. But once you use strength and you're in the second part of like Mount Mortar, all of that shit should be higher and they yeah. never raise it. God, you're really fucking fired up about this, Josh. Well, because- I've never seen you so angry. <laughs> I'm sick of that one patch on Route 48 underneath the Safari Zone. I'm sick of the Feroes. I'm sick of that gloom. The Tauros. <laughs> if I never see a Tauros I never again, want to see any of them ever soon. again. It'll be too soon. God. That's it. It's a pretty quick journey to Mahogany Town, but once you get there, you're you're kind of stuck because you explore a little bit. There's a little gift shop where they're selling Rage candy bars, which I bought a few of, even though I don't know what they do. Don't they just uh, like recover like twenty hit points or something? Like they're a total scam. They are three hundred bucks. Such a scam. Well, it's Team Rocket. You they know? are those like those bars from The Simpsons that are made of fucking apple cores. That's what Rage candy bars are. <laughs> But they're made of, like, Gyarados bits or something. I don't know. Scales, yeah. Ugh. Oh, look at this, though. I'm looking it up on Gen 4. That's our gen. You can exchange it for TM64 Explosion uh, in the underground path between routes 5 and 6. But that's in fucking Kanto and Explosion. I can't use Explosion. <laughs> you can for battles. Explosion is so good for our battles, though. I've literally never used in my entire Pokemon career self-destruct or Explosion. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> and it's a cheat. It's Mayor Josh, cheat. neither had I until today. <laughs> Where I panicked <laughs> and I was very worried about our future battle. And I made some rash decisions. Will they work out? Oh... Scary. Romance we see. Now we're in Mahogany Town. There's the souvenir shop, which we went to. They're they're obviously covering something up, right? They're being shady. Yeah, there's some guy in there who's like, well, there's a little bit of a draft here, huh? That's just from like the AC. Yeah. I'm like, why don't just don't even bring it up? There's also like a big tree outside of the souvenir shop that has like what is that antenna thing? obviously poking out of the top of it because it's the radio broadcast tower you know i didn't put that together <laughs> i kept going up to every square around it and just frantically like pounding a he's like what is there an item in here once you defeat the team rocket hangout the tree has like burned down or something and all that's left there is like a broken antenna why did they leave it there clean it off like what's the council doing <sighs> useless vote them out vote them out mahogany town needs new you governance have the power, guys. this is a mess rock the vote yeah. etc <laughs> Mayor Stanner sounds pretty good. Mayor Stanner does sound mm. good. You know what sounds even better? Mayor. Mayor Cheat. Tanner. I'll port myself into the game. <laughs> you can't do anything here because the gym is blocked by some oaf who won't get out of your way. He's like, hey, you got some, uh, you tried some of those rage candy bars? Why don't you go try some of those rage candy bars? It's a huh? racket. Because when you try to leave to the east too, some guy pushes you back and he's like, you literally cannot leave this town until you try a rage candy bar. Go back and buy a Rage Candy Bar. And even if you do, he's just like, too bad, man. What if you had more Rage Eat it in bars? front of me. I want to see you eat it. Like, sensually. And when you say no, he's just like, okay, then I will not like Capitalism does horrible things to people. I know. Mahogany Town is the example. <laughs> you make your way north on Route 43 towards the Lake of Rage, because you hear that there's a, a little bit of um, hubbub up, up, up there, because apparently there's some kind of 
radio broadcast that is driving the Pokemon in the Lake of Rage mad and forcing them to evolve against their will. Mm -hmm. Route 43 is, I think, one of the most irritating routes in the whole game. Oh, man. Really? I like the aesthetic of this whole area. It's nice Like, looking. it looks great. Yeah. It's just annoying that you your only options are to either, like, trudge through tall grass or go through that stupid gatehouse where those two, like, Team Rocket idiots yeah. are, like, hanging out. They charge you a thousand bucks. Yeah. And, yeah, you still have to do most of the grass. I completely forgot and went through and was like, oh, fuck, but, like, needed to train. So to go back around, it was just absolutely a humiliating experience. Sucked. Did you guys catch anything sweet in this area? Yeah. What'd you catch? A Venonet. Yeah! Brightwing. Yeah! Is what I have to say to that, Josh. Ugh, come on. I don't know if I have ever seen Venonet as a viable you-make-me-barf Pokemon candidate before this gen, but seeing it in this full 16-bit beauty, it's ugly. It's got big, ugly bug eyes. I don't think so. It's like a Furby almost. It looks like a Furby with bug eyes. Do you guys have Furbies in Ireland? Yes, we do. And I was obsessed with them. I actually wasn't ever allowed to have one. So I coveted <laughs> my cousin's one. My mom was like, do not bring one of them into the house. Because like, you know, they like never really went to sleep and they'd wake up yeah, in the and middle of the night. Like, say weird things. Yeah, like absolutely haunted shit. <sighs> Loved them. Then and that would have been my sweetie. So little furry cutie thing. And you just want to go up and pick it up and give it a big hug. <laughs> So cute in a route that I think there was no strong contenders for nice looking Pokemon like Venonat was streets ahead. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like comparatively Venonat is looking great in its. Oh, set. looks divine! I hate Furbies though, and I will say this because I have a, a good anecdote that gives you a little like picture of young Josh, where my aunt gave me a okay. Furby mm -hmm. for like Christmas or something mm -hmm. when they were hot, and I didn't want one. But they're like these Orange County Republicans. They just like <laughs> buy whatever the new thing is. And like they have horses that they don't even ride. It's I hate them. I don't talk to those people. And if they ever listen to this podcast, fuck you. <laughs> but she got me this Furby and I had it for like a week and I could not deal with listening to it say, feed me, feed me or like I'm Furby or whatever it fucking does. And Growing up, we had a pond in my backyard, uh, humble Jesus, brag, and I'll take brag. a drink for that quickly. And our uh, our deck was like way above it. Oh, and one deck. morning when it was telling me to feed it, I literally <laughs> ran downstairs from my bedroom and I just fucking hucked it into the pond. <laughs> it's yeah. still chirping away down there at still the bottom. There. Yeah. It's turned into some like kind of like Lovecraftian horror down there now. You guys see this? You guys see what I'm sharing here? You guys see what I'm sharing on my screen? Yeah, Tanner's Tanner, presenting his why screen. Why are you bringing up these horrible, realistic drawings of Venonat that makes it look like a dust bunny <laughs> penis mouth? It's like, I liked my image. I liked my reality. There was no need for you to spoil it like that. That's what I see when I look at Venonat. So I just wanted to bring you into my dark, twisted world. I have a fondness for Venomoth. I've run it before. I appreciate it. It's like the more adult version of like Butterfree. Yeah. Like it gets Psybeam and it gets Sleep Powder and a bunch of shit that Butterfree does, but it has better stats. I appreciate the name you gave it, Brightwing. It's my favorite. That's my that's my uh, main, so to speak, In, on uh, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. yeah. I love playing as Brightwing. I like Brightwing, yeah. Brightwing is a little like dragon with butterfly wings for bug catchers who are uninitiated into the world of hots. Did you officially invoke, is this your barf? Your yes, barfing so Venonat? Venonat is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Next up was Lake of Rage, where all the, the action goes down in this leg. And Josh, I would love to hear about sort of your journey into the Lake of Rage. No, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> okay, great. Let's take a break then. You were asking me for my opinion. Yeah, welcome back, Josh. I want your opinion on the Lake of Rage. I've always liked Lake of Rage. I think it's always been like a unique environment. The music is cool. The thunderstorm is like all enveloping and it, it reminded me of when Kyogre tries to drown the world. The main thing though that I thought was cool that was dumb in Gold and Silver was that there's that uh, maze of trees over on the west side 
like the little saplings. Oh yeah, what is that? You can find one of the um what are they? The the weekday siblings. One of them hangs out over there, at least in gold and silver, and I don't know if they do in heart gold soul silver, but I presume. And in this one, the trees are all like flooded. So the maze is flooded, and it's like that makes sense. Like these little tiny trees would be halfway underwater because it's a storm that's unexpected. What a beautiful set piece. And you can also find the choice specs are out here now. The choice specs are actually kind of kind of fly, right? Yeah, that's the one that we had a little trouble comprehending previously, but it's the one that makes one specific special move. Like you get to choose one of them when you come out yes. and you can only use that move, but it will be 1.5 times the power. Hell of a- And did anyone put that on their Pokemon for this battle that we'll be doing? I don't know. But maybe somebody did. I think I got that. Yeah. Fanula, thoughts on this beautiful landscape of Lake of Rage? Again, as a kid, I'm like, when you were like, when do you want to come on? I was like, Mahogany Town, because everything's happening. Lake Rage, blah, blah. And then I went and did it. And like, you do it. And it's like, not that much actually happens at Lake Rage. But I will, I do agree. Extremely beautiful. I like that the Gyarados is actually milling around the lake. He's, he's mad and he's moving and he's so red and beautiful. That was enjoyable. I do think it looked a lot better, but again, my memories of it, I was like, I thought there was more emphasis on the rage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I well, I like, like that the the red Gyarados is like a few squares now and it roams around. Yeah. That was cool too. Have either of you ever seen the film Dante's Peak? Of course. No, I've, I haven't. And is, is Pierce Brosnan in that? That's the Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah. Yes. Although I am a volcano stan with... Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And I think that is a dichotomy. Do you have to be one or the other? I think so. The two genders. I've gotten in this fight countless times with Bobby. I'm a Dante's Peak man. I do see the some merits in, in Volcano under Los Angeles, the full name of the film. Really? You don't even know the full name of the film, so. Oh. <laughs> Fake fun. <laughs> okay. Fanboy, but... I'll just step away. There's a scene. I, I, I invoke um, Dante's Peak quite often. I'm going to Iceland with my, my parents and my wife and son in August, and they're wow. talking up the hot Sorry, that's I'm a like, brag. We're going to talk yeah, about Josh's pond, and Tanner's going to throw yeah. in here that he's going to Iceland? <laughs> You're leave, uh, doing an international trip in this economy? Yeah. Oh, I wow. can't relate. Yeah, well, my, Honestly. Yeah. My mom's paying for it. <laughs> But they keep talking about these hot springs, and I don't, I, I don't know if either of you remember the film, but uh, the beginning of the film, it opens up with two teens canoodling in a hot springs in Colorado, and then a vent, a volcanic vent opens up in the hot springs, and they flash boil to death. Yeah. So I won't get in hot springs because of that, because of that oh, film. Because wow. like, that's unpredictable. Who could say? Why? The water is actually also supposed to be terrible um, for your hair. And Tanner, you have such lovely girls. You wouldn't want to jeopardize them either, you know? He does have a much better hairline than me. There's a scene in the film later on where they go to the grandma's house to wait out the volcano erupting. And it gets destroyed by a volcano, so they flee. And they're going across the lake on a boat. And they realize that the lake has become acidic and is eating through the boat. And they're not going to make it to the other side in time. So grandma sacrifices herself by jumping out of the boat and pushing it to the other side with all the kids in it. Oh, my God. And she gets eaten up by the acid in the lake. And that's and it's like boiling. And that's what I imagine when I think of Lake Jesus. of Rage. Wow. So sorry to introduce that energy to the podcast. But that is kind of what <laughs> I think of. But instead, what we have is just a lake, and there's some people around admiring it and admiring the Pokemon who are all being driven mad, including, in the center of the lake, splishing and splashing around, a little red guy, Arados. Yeah. You swim out there, you drop a, a repel, obviously, because you don't want to catch any, like, Magikarps on the way out, right? Uh, You battle this... Okay, keep going. I guess I see where you're going, and I feel like the I'm Kill gonna... Bill siren is going off in my head. Huh? This is a mayor. Now cheat, this is worthy of dis of discussion because what I did was I dropped a repel and I f I swam out to the Gyarados and I f battled it and I caught it. It's a, <gasps> scripted, it's a scripted encounter because you have Tanner. to have to encounter it in order to advance the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mayor yeah, Cheat. Yeah, yeah, I see that now. Secretary Cheatsportation over here. Luckily, it got boxed immediately, and I haven't. Conda cheats are ice. I haven't <laughs> taken it out yet. But no, oh, good. oh, Shiny's claws. 
Uh, does that over? Does that? Yeah. Although I think the... it also means you can't use it, but you can catch it. Okay, I did catch it, and I immediately. But you it. could, I guess, use it in a fucking future generation. I hate this. I hate that you did this, Tanner. And this is a big mayor cheat. Mm. I haven't used it at all. It's been in the box. Since and I, I wish it. you had bought the mayor cheat shirt in our store. Yeah. So that you should I be wearing it. it right now, like a scarlet I bought letter. Every shirt in our store. I had to have a discussion with my wife the other day about finances. I was like, I bought six shirts from my own merch shop. But you're so. helping yourself, too, with those That's kickbacks. true. It's just going back into my own coffers, so who cares? Circular economy. I killed it because that's what you should do. But I did catch a normal Gyarados because of the dupes clause. Yeah. And I named it the boss for Bruce Springsteen. Hell yeah. Oh, excellent. If I bring a Gyarados out, that's the fucking boss. I mean, that is the boss. Are you kidding me? Well, I caught this fucking Gyarados and I named it Red after the AIDS Foundation. Because it's a red Gyarados. Oh, that's good. I'm just gonna, uh, and that's a lot better of a box. charity. I feel like you've been, oh, you've been helping golfers <laughs> mostly. Like, good help defeat AIDS. Like, stop helping all these golfers. Yeah, I decided to. Tanner's like disease. Mm, <laughs> noble sportsman. I want to help this animal in this park. This one park has echidnas, and that's who I want to help. <laughs> Once you beat it. Uh, I don't really remember what happens. Something about a scale. Do we collect a yeah, scale at this point? Collect a red scale from where it was, regardless of if you cheated and caught it or if you killed it, which is what you're supposed to do. Okay. And then Lance touches down. Oh, fucking Lance! My childhood crush. Sorry. Looking better than ever. Lance. Oh. Like hot boy summer. Time. That man. My God. I love him. He's looking so good in this game. He's got such a strong presence. The hair. He's got his Dragonite trailing behind him everywhere he goes. Oh, the Dragonite looks beautiful too. I know, yeah. I know. The trench coat, he's got it all. I owe an apology to Bugcatcher Morganite because I feel like I've trashed Dragonite in the past, but you have. What a beautiful Pokemon. But that demonstrates growth. And what a strong Pokemon because I did, I battled side by side with Lance this week and, uh, God, it just felt good, and that Dragonite was out there just doing his work. Yeah. I will say I found the Dragonite slightly useless in that battle. It got, like, immediately paralyzed. Oh, really? And I was like, "What are we, Lance, what are we doing And it here? was level 40. Yeah, and I was just, I was immediately like, all right, I'm carrying this soul. Fair enough. It died in my battle at one point, and then it was just my Alakazam versus, you know, whatever. Sorry, that's so embarrassing for Lance. Yeah. Last week after the podcast, Josh and I were complaining about getting a DMCA takedown from Nintendo yeah. on our, one of our shirts, and we were looking around T Public and being just like outraged, outraged, porning together. It'd be like, "Look, here's another Pokemon design," <laughs> and we found a beautiful shirt design where someone just took the Lance Sprite and dropped it onto a shirt. Yeah, and I didn't buy it at the time, but I wish I had. And I just went back to go look for it, and it's gone now. Josh, you were gonna get a surprise package at some at some stage again. <laughs> We were like assembling our legal argument. I'm like, how can I go and search Pokemon on Tee Public? And you have people who are just selling literally the Sprite of Lance, and you're taking down our original transformative art based on these characters. Yeah. Although ultimately we got it all sorted out. Yeah, we're in a good place. We now. think that Nintendo specifically trademarked Pikachu and Pokeballs, which were removed. You'll notice our art in the shops does not have the little Pokeball. In the logo. Yeah. Why did they cancel Butterfree? I don't know. I mean, Butter... It, didn't even, it wasn't even Butterfree. Uh, Margarine-free. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good cover. Thank you. Margarine-free, Jesus Christ. Where are we? So we're, we we got accosted by Lance, and then we have to go south. Yes. Back to Mahogany Lance. Town, because he tells us that the radio signal is coming from the souvenir shop, and he tells us to meet him yes. there. No shit. Thanks, Lance. Yeah. You mean that jangly <laughs> little like antenna that's sticking out right next to it? So yeah, we head back south, back to uh, Mahogany Town, and we go back to the souvenir shop. And sure enough, it turns out the whole dang place is run by Team Rocket. And there's a huge underground facility. And it's exactly as I remember it from Gen 2. You're, you're walking around, you're interacting with statues that draw out Team Rocket members by the pair, it's always a pair. And the same fucking Pokemon. Yeah, they always have the same Pokemon. It's like coughing, Rattata, 
Grimer. This is again like big upgrade. The statues are like a Persian in a in tribute to Giovanni. Oh yeah, and their eyes light up red, and then it will go like it flashes red on the screen. Yeah, the lights. The lights it was flash cool. Were so cool. It's cool, but when you're trying to just like get through it, you know, it's like I got a podcast to record tomorrow. Yeah, or whatever. Like I've got to get through this, and then all of a sudden, like you pass a Persian statue, which there are like. 10 of oh so many and it goes through this whole rigmarole of like flashing and doing sirens and the team rocket members all run up but yeah it looks great and there's also this new feature where there's kind of like a um, set of tiles that you have to walk over yeah and depending on the color you walk on you'll see this little like plume of either rocks or poison or electricity i think sort of like come up around you yeah voltorb's coughing geodudes yeah yep which I thought was pretty cool. I actually spent some time there just fighting them to gain some EXP, but I debated in my head mm-hmm. for a second. I was like, is this a catchable area then, technically? Which I, I think maybe... Oh, I caught a, I caught a Pokemon in Team is, Rocket HQ. But I didn't care. I was like, I have all of this shit, and I don't care. Yeah, I stayed extremely away from there. I could, <laughs> I went over it by accident at one stage. I was like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate this. Get me out of here. It's not even... I'm wasting my time. <laughs> The gimmick down here is that you need to find passwords. Yeah. You need to get the Team Rocket members to give you passwords to progress through the Team Rocket HQ here. So you eventually find your way to one and then another, but the final password to get into like the the power center of the entire facility needs to be spoken by this wormy <laughs> little man called Petrel. Petrel. Who's like a Giovanni cosplayer. Cause he looks like Giovanni and then like you interact with him and he's like I'm Giovanni. And then you're like, no. He's just a wormy little guy. Some guy with like pink hair fucking sucks. He's such a loser. Sorry. Like such a loser. He's like middle-aged. He's like hunched over, you know, not to be ageist. (laughs) I'm sure Giovanni's middle-aged too. But you know what Giovanni, you know what Giovanni does that Petrel doesn't do? Petrel, yeah. Giovanni cares about his body. You know, he puts work into it. Giovanni looks good. Petrel is just giving up. He makes the password for the final room where the radio signal is. Hail Giovanni. That's in bad taste, isn't it? Sounds bad. Yeah. The other thing about Petrel is that he has a pet Murkrow. Yeah. And this is something I didn't know about Murkrows, but they are mimics. Apparently. I discovered this uh, in this leg as well. This Murkrow mimics so well that he sounds exactly like Petrel. So then you have to chase down the Murkrow through the entire facility until he gets back yeah, to backtrack the- backtrack uh, through like five levels of this thing. Yeah, until he gets back to the power center. And then once you're there, and Dreamboat Lance meets up with you again, and he's like, let's do this thing. Let's burn this place to the ground. I asked if he wanted a kiss first, but he wasn't <laughs> into it. Oh, I didn't get that option. <laughs> Maybe that's a heart gold thing. Yeah. I had the opportunity, do you want to ask Lance for a kiss? And I said, yes. But he said no, and I, you know, I respected it. I fucked him. Shoot your shot. (laughs) You did. They gave you that option? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm being introspective. I'm like, what is it about my character that I didn't even get the option to kiss or fuck him? Yeah. You know, like. Maybe it's time for some self-reflection. I know. Right. This is why I didn't get invited on Gotta Snatch Them All. That's right. (laughs) Alex, you're being called out. (laughs) We talked about this beforehand. Um... But Fanula just uh, recorded on Gotta Snatch Em All, which I was on a few weeks ago, and she had a great interview with our friend Alex. So now two of the three three people on this podcast have been on that one, and uh, just, um, yeah, well, you're an ally. You're, I think. I'm an ally. Maybe. I'm an ally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of an ally than not. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so... You and Lance split up. Lance goes and takes care of the right three electrodes. You're responsible for going and taking care of the the left three electrodes. I do have to ask, though, right? So you know the way that happens? You go up and, like, me and Lance have finished up, and Lance is like, right, you take the left side, I'll take the right. There's no other option. We have to make them faint. I was like, this is all a bit, like, surely we could just catch them. And Lance is like, no, they must die. I killed them. I was a bit taken aback. (laughs) Electrodes Oh, I killed them absolutely as well. I did not, I did not mere cheat, but I was a bit taken aback by how abrasive Lance was about the whole thing. And I have to admit, this is another place where um, I kind of let my, my inner cheater, logical mind go by the wayside. Um, I caught an electrode, one of these electrodes. Mm -hmm. No, 
all I got attacked by was a coughing and a geodude, and I already had those. So I caught an electrode here, even though it is a scripted event. Okay. Well, you can't use any of this shit. Well, like, I'm going to fucking use an electrode, Joshua. <laughs> so why even catch it? Because you have to. It's chaff. You don't. We have the zombie claws. Oh, because you're trying to bank things that you can use to heal a potential zombie in the future. Yeah. Okay. If I ever lose one of my sweeties, like Zizor or, or for alligator, you know, like I need I need meat. It's a good point. I mean, I, I think it's questionable whether or not you could use something that technically you shouldn't be able to catch as a sacrifice to maintain a champion. But yeah. we'll cr- we'll burn we'll cross that, bridge. that bridge when we get to it. We'll burn that yeah. bridge when we get we'll to it. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. As Tom Cruise says in Mission Impossible uh, Five, the best one. Fallout. You can't even remember the, which movie it is in your. your <laughs> I just know it's one. Fallout, and I don't remember which one. God, it is. it's just like you and your your volcano movies. <laughs> God damn it! You approach the um, power station, and Ariana's is there, and so is some other like Team Rocket crony, and she's like, "You've bested us every step of the journey, but now we are gonna double team you, and you will be fucked." Like not enough. And that's way. when Lance swoops in, and he's like, "I will save the day." Yeah, not not in the way you'd want. Exactly. In a fun way, no. And that's when you do the double battle with Lance, which I actually had a lot of luck with. Lance's Dragonite was very um, strong for me. Sucked for me, but I had maybe uh, you guys kissed him and fucked him, but like you know he <laughs> he was there to support me and lift me up when I needed him. So great lover, terrible trainer. You defeat the electrodes. You blow up the the radio tower. The enraged Magikarps go back to being normal, dumb Magikarps. <laughs> yeah. And Price returns to his gym at last. And we can finally do what we all set out to do on this leg of the journey, which is go and crush Price. Get some crushed ice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm actually pretty proud of that. <laughs> his gym is, is is interesting. It's it's all slidey ice puzzles. And some of the raddest gym trainers I've ever seen in my life, they're all like oh, these extreme skiers. Yeah. And they have like neon puffy jackets on they look cool as hell mm. but they almost all have just like the same seals and dugongs and across the board that reminds me do you know who joshy sweetie is this week tell me i'm dying to hear you're my sweetie every week dinner thank you it's dugong dugong is quite a sweetie always been looking pretty good but like this sprite with those little fangs and the little horn and a little tiny horn the floppy flippers Ooh. and it does a little bark yeah it does a little bark when it comes it's out animation now it's a little like Ruff! dugong it's cute that little rice smile just oh it's so tickles cute. me very saucy i will say though these fucking dugongs and seals drove me fucking crazy this week because they have all have rest and they'll use it like liberally well i killed all of them in one hit so i don't know because of the strategy i was deploying could never kill them in one hit so they would always rest and recover and like it just became like a pp battle at that point i just used ampharos on all of it other than swineub yeah that's eventually i eventually moved over to a uh a rotom strategy in here so uh i got through it no problems no problems josh vanilla any issues yeah very very fine i do not have an electric type but i uh, i managed I managed. Oh, it's so nice for me to hear that you do not have an electric type. That's great for what's about to come up next. Yeah, I think I'm going to be fucked. I'm not loving what I'm seeing and the choices that I've made are not looking ideal anymore for level check. That's the journey this week. Next up is obviously our hit segment that we do every week without fail. <gasps> level check. Vanilli, I would love for you to start and tell me about your Lubega's team. Coming up front, a little bit of Monica in my life, mm-hmm. Meganium. <laughs> Chikorita is my fave, so I was like, there's no way. I don't care about the trainer ID, fuck this. I'm just going to run my grass gal. <laughs> Favorite starter, right? Yes. Across all the starters? Favorite Pokemon. Favorite overall Pokemon. Yeah. Not Meganium? I hold sentimental value towards it. I recognize that it's definitely not like the best, but it was the first starter that I finished a game with. So I'm just always like, yeah, yeah. I vibe with you. Oh, sure. Anyway, that's Monica. Level? Level 43. 
Jesus. Oh, we're fucked. Holy we're fucked. Shit. <laughs> oh, I, no. I, sorry, guys. I am coming in here with an agenda because I <laughs> came in big swinging dick the last two episodes saying I was going to win and then I didn't. So I'm here with a vengeance now. And I panicked because Tanner has been such a dark horse with his level. So I was like, I need to be all of, as they say in Irish, and I need to be prepared. <laughs> but that's the highest. She's the highest. Nobody else is. Oh. Okay, okay, maybe, okay. A little bit of Erica by my side, knocked out, level 39. Okay. Caught a hoot hoot around, hoot hoot. like at the start. Uh, sorry, just, we say hoot hoot. Just kept. Hoot hoot, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Yes. A little bit of Tina's, uh, all I need. <laughs> Nitto King, level 39. Ooh. I Interesting. loved this. That's I got a fun. That's yeah, fun. very. I, Never ran one before. Got it around Goldenrod or one of the routes around there, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, 35, 36. I was like, am I bothered? And then I, my mom was getting all the money. I found out that was like one of the only ways to get a Moonstone. And I was like, oh, if I can get one soon, then I'll keep him. And lo and behold, she pulled through for me. Thank God. So thanks, mom. You're welcome. <laughs> a little bit of Rita's All I See. Quagsire, <laughs> level 39. Interesting. Oh, wow. This is fascinating. I did not want Quagsire. Got a whooper again on that route down to Azalea Town. Was debating about switching that out with the Poliwag, but kind of love that it has the ground moves as well and it's water yeah. ground. It's been that's quite useful. Cool. It's a cool combo for sure. Yeah, it's useful. So that's Rita. And then we have a little Sandra in the sun. This mm. is Golem, level 38. Oh, same. I got one of those. I did a little bit of mayor cheating myself and self-traded this week because I've never ran a golem either self-trading is sanctioned great no mayor cheat no mayor cheat and then uh, a little bit of mary all night long uh, growlith <laughs> level Ooh. 38 growlith could get it for sure yeah growlith could get it and has been fine and has filled a gap but i feel like i should have invoked the champions clause thing and just gotten my rapidash and brought that over from platinum because oh yeah growlith doesn't evolve until fucking 47. Wait, is it not a Firestone evolve? No. It's a Firestone. Is it? Growlithe is a Firestone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have absolutely. It's the equivalent to Vulpix. The thing is, though, and I'll be curious if Tanner thought about this with his Vulpix, you don't want to use the stone until it's gotten all the moves that you want, that it learns naturally, because it won't learn anything once it's evolved yeah, via I, stone. I always look that up. I always look that up. This was the mistake I made. I think I Googled that and saw something being like, oh, it learns Flare Blitz at 47, but I, whatever way I read that, I was like, it doesn't evolve until 47. So I was like, for fuck's sake. I have shanked myself. I should have evolved this. <laughs> well, it's hard getting those dang Firestones, though. You would have had to spend a ton of time in Pokathlon, so. But it was at the Pokathlon one of the days, and I was like, I don't need that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> idiot. Idiot. You anyway, got good levels, though. Yeah, I think you have a, a really good chance here. Yeah, you're not doing bad. Lubega and his gals. We shall see. We shall see. What an interesting set of women Lubega has slept with. Monica, Erica, Tina, Rita, Sandra, Mary. Yeah. It feels like um diverse. Those are names I would expect older women to have. So I wonder if he's sort of that's kind of Lou Bega's thing. Are those names that you would encounter in Germany? I feel like uh mostly no. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. He's an international man of mystery, you know, like he's he's well traveled. How many times have you been to Germany, Josh? Great question. I touched down in Frankfurt once in order to leave Prague. Well, I've spent a lot of time in Germany and yeah, I'll say these are these are names you'd see in Germany. You see a lot of there you go. Erica's and Mary's in uh, in Germany. Mary. I always make you go okay. before me, Josh, but today I'm going to switch things up a little bit, and I'm going to go before you. Good. Spent a lot of time this week in Pokathlon getting items, and also spent a lot of time self-trading. Save a fox, nine tails, level 41. Mm -hmm. Spirit Golf, Gengar, level 38. <sighs> There it is. Everglade Fun for Alligator, level 38. Fun. Isn't it fun? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I wrote it down as fun here. Everglade Fun. One Million <laughs> Lights, Rotom, level 36. Three Rivers, Sysor, level 40. That's a nightmare. And then I have a new Pokemon to introduce to the team. An old favorite, but I went and caught a new one using Headbutt back in Violet City. Uh -huh. And it is Execute, which I have collected a leaf stone and turned into executor level 40 and its name is gift of 
Parenthood. Okay. <laughs> giftofparenthood.org, the Gift of Parenthood Foundation Board of Directors will select uninsured and underinsured applicants for a grant that can be used towards fertility treatment at any medical facility or laboratory operated by a licensed physician. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I'm really sorry. I actually laughed before you had said anything. And now <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> And that is the charity I will have that's to give to. That's a good one, Tanner. Good job with the charities this Gift week. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Good job. Should expire at any point. Joshua, tell me about your team. Fred Van Vliet. Ampharos, level 37. Mm-hmm. Rosencrantz, Meganium. Mine's only level 39. Okay. Jeff Johns, Golem, level 36. Yeah. Tolkien, Alakazam, level 37. And then I am pleased to announce... Wickrack Rum is now in Obama Snow and it's level 40. Wow. I threw some rare candies at it and I was like, the job is done. It's fucking attack and special attack doubled. So it's not fucking trash anymore. Nice. I can't believe it didn't die, but it does have the most hit points on my team now as well. So that's good. I didn't realize they were so big. I'm happy for you and I'm happy for Ish. They're big boys. They're big boys. And then we have CJ Craig... Bringing up the rear, obviously, Poliwhirl, level 38. So you made a call. Yeah, but now that I see your team, do I wish that I had gone the Magmar path, maybe? Yeah, probably. Will there be a swap next week as a result of this? Uh, Perhaps. Let's see how the battle goes. Seems like a lot of work. I am loving this Poliwhirl. I am loving it. And I'm not evolving it until it learns Wake Up Slap at level 43. What is Wake Up Slap? It's a 70 damage fighting move, and it does that by default. But if the Pokemon is asleep, it does double that. And wakes Jesus. So I could also go to like the move relearner and make the Poliwhirl relearn Hypnosis. Oh, smart. Because I caught it before it knew that, and then I could start Mayor Sleeping and then yeah, yeah. Mayor Slapping. Whew. Mayor Slapping, yeah. Any changes to kill count for you, Joshua, this week? No, I stand steady at four. Me neither. So let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Mulan. Yep. Joshua, you and I will will take the first battle. The winner of that battle will then take on Fanula. We already do own all of the rights to bandwagons, right. uh, social media presences, and everything related to the show. So I'm not quite sure what collateral you have to offer this time, Fanula. <sighs> Uh, my cash. Those headphones look pretty well, good. Well, you said your boyfriend were thinking about buying a home. I guess you, maybe you guys will co-sign with us and we'll kind of be on the lease. Sure. Yeah, we could be like your guarantors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know so what? So we'll do That's that. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'd love to have some international property. Yeah. But to be frank, you're, you're bringing some heat this week, so we might not get there. I feel like Fanula has a good chance of resting back control of bandwagons, actually. Please, God, because Breed is mad. <laughs> Breed wants the podcast back. She's had enough of us, too. We just talk about Pokemon every week. We're like, the, this week's bandwagon is Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to pause now, Bug Catchers, and we'll be back in a moment to tell you the results of the uh, the battle between me and Josh. Smell you soon. <laughs> Joshua, what a battle oh, between yeah. you and I just now. Very close. It went down to one Pokemon. You had one Pokemon remaining, but you did defeat me. Just barely. Some crucial blows in that one. For a second there, you thought you were done because of a good U-turn coming off of Scizor. Uh, yeah, one hit KO on my uh, Alakazam. You did pull it out in the end. You are the victor of Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. And you know what? That's fine. Thank you. You and I are opponents now, but ultimately allies in making sure that Fanula does not regain control of her own podcast. So no, I may have lost the battle, but I anticipate winning the war here. Fanula, any thoughts on that battle? Before we go in. Extremely entertaining. There was a lot of ebbs and flows. It's gas to see Tanner just like yeah. actually get it's, better and get it. It's only more. been <laughs> He's really growing up. Four generations. You've been such a little dark horse this generation. Like you've just come into your own. He had a beautiful executor strategy with sleep powder. So even if you did wake up, maybe your your boys would be a little bit too into kissing my little lady. And my Ampharos took quite a liking to that executive. It's nice having a, a female executive for that reason, because then I can drop that attract on you. I'm interested in seeing how you two fare in this battle. Yeah, this will be interesting. So nervous. Let's throw to that battle now. Bug catchers, we'll be back in just a moment to let you know what the results of all this battling 
are. I have not felt this alive in quite a long time. My podcast is back. I don't have to give you fuckers my future home. <laughs> Peace is restored. My training was worth it. Uh, it was a hell of a battle. There was a lot of um, mutually assured destruction <laughs> in that one where Joshua would do a thing where he would get Fanula down to like deep red, like one to 10% health. And then Fanula would finish Josh off. But then of course the, I opened with the bomb of snow. And, and so the hailstorm was raining down the entire time. Oh, Joshua, I'm disappointed in you, obviously, because I would have loved a home in Ireland. I've been crushing it for the past few weeks, don't, but whatever. Don't bring up never melt ice. Don't bring up never melt ice. Here's something that I had to bring up. Fanula has a Nido King that the one, knows sorry, Avalanche, defense, which was beautiful. I'll say one, it's no, beautiful. Well, I... That was very smart, and it used Avalanche on my Meganium, and it killed it in one hit. But then Fanula let me know that it was holding a Never Melt Ice, and that's an item that you right. get in the Ice Path, which is part of the next list. I think at the very least, you'll have to allow us to stay at your new place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My door is always open. That's Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. Fanula, you are the champion of our show and your show and all shows. Woo! My name has been Nider Ranner, a.k.a. Tanner Greening. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Red Gayaradosh, a.k.a. Joshua Fjellstad. And this week, we have had the pleasure of having Fanugong. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, bug catchers. This has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. Please do follow us on social media at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And please do rate and review the show everywhere that you can do those two things. Even if you don't directly give us currency via our gift shop or listening to our ads, that's one thing you can do. And it's easy and it's effortless. And please go do it. Give them money, you cheapskates. Please. Do please go buy the merch. Uh, Fanula, anything you want to draw our listeners' attention towards? I co-host a podcast called Bandwagons with my good friend, Breed, where we talk about all the things that other people are talking about. So if you want to join us over there, Perfect. we would love to have you. Thank you for joining us, Budcatchers. Thank you for joining us, Fanula. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Joshua, as always. Been an experience here. Pokemon Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs>